0: You're listening to The And Life Podcast. In this episode, I'm interviewing a multi-passionate entrepreneur all about how to be multi-passionate, do all of the things you want to do, and make money from it. Stay tuned. Hey, I'm Jennifer Blanchard, The Feel Good Life Coach, and The And Life is an unconventional guide to creating the feel-good life of your dreams. Conventional advice says if you want something, you have to do more, sacrifice, and work harder. But that's a bunch of nonsense. In this podcast, I show you how to work from the inside out to have everything you want and more. Here, you'll find a bridge between the woo-woo and the practical, so you'll know exactly how to create the life and business of your dreams. Because it's not either or, it's and. Hello and welcome to the AmLife Podcast. I'm your host, Jennifer Blanchard. I'm an author and a mindset coach who helps you to get whatever you want without worrying about how you're going to do it. And today's episode is extra special. I actually have one of my very good real life in-person friends coming on the show today. And she is one of the most amazing multi-passionate entrepreneurs that I know. She has found a way to combine all of the things that she loves doing and get paid to do it. She is a great example of what is possible when you believe that you get to be paid to do all of the different things you enjoy and that you never have to choose one thing. Our conversation today is real, it's raw, it's going to be amazing, and just some pre, pre, uh, prerequisites on all this. Um, We do swear quite a bit in this episode. We are being ourselves completely and because we know each other in person, we definitely go a little bit deeper in things than we probably would if this was just an interview with a guest expert or something like that. So um, just be aware of that and you may want to put headphones in if you have people around that don't want to hear that. So let me introduce Heather and then we will jump right into our conversation. It is super juicy. It is super good. So Heather is the owner of Shade by H-Ray a retro spray tanning and yoga studio in Rochester, New York. As a multi-passionate person, Heather believes that it is important to be happy not only with yourself, but with the work you choose to do in the world. Heather started her culinary journey very young and went to Johnson and Wales University in Miami, Florida, where she was able to work with world-renowned chefs. During her time at school, she actually worked at a spray tanning studio, and she later used these skills to build the business that she has today. So she believes that when you do multiple things and get paid for it, they're gonna be people who don't understand why you're doing this. And so it's important to really block out those haters and do what's best for you regardless. She has not chosen the traditional path, but she believes it's the right one for her. And because of her journey, she feels she needs to share it because there are so many people who are multi-passionate who believe that they can't be paid to do all of the things, that they have to choose one thing. And in today's episode, Heather and I are going to prove to you that that is not the case. So if you are ready to own who you are right now, all of it, then you are going to want to sit back, relax, and listen to this episode. All right, so welcome, Heather. Hey, Miss J, what's happening? I'm so excited to have you here, and I would just love to start off by you telling everybody a little bit more about yourself and your business and just what you do.
1: I am so excited to be here. I'm smiling from ear to ear right now. Um, My name is Heather. I own a spray tanning studio in Churchville, New York, which is just outside of Rochester, And I kind of do a little bit of everything here. I do yoga classes. Um, Right now I'm doing haunted history tours. I just came out with a new CBD product a few months ago um, that was designed for the spray tanning industry, but it could be used in health and wellness and everyday people. Um, and with that, I created a spray tanning training program and a ebook for spray tan artists and other beauty pros to learn how to bring cannabis into their business and make money because it is a fast-growing industry
0: right now. Amazing, amazing. Um, so yeah, you are in my mind the definition of multi-passionate and. I obviously am the same way, so I love this and I love that you're doing so many different things and being able to get paid for it. So um, something we've talked about several times in text messages and things that I would love to just kind of kick this off with is the idea of defining success for ourselves, right? And defining what it means to be successful, rich, happy, like impactful, and really just redefining what the previous generations have seen this as. For sure.
1: I, you know, I feel like the most important part of that is finding happiness within yourself. It really is. And when you get to that point, you stop giving a fuck what other people think, you know, and you start focusing on you. And that is a domino effect. It starts with your personal life and your family and how you live your life day to day. And that crosses over to, you know, your work path. And my work path was not cutting it. I went to culinary school. Food is still something I'm so passionate about. And in my future, I would love to have like a catering side gig or, you know, something. Um, But I was so unhappy and I was not making any money in the culinary world as a female cook or chef. Um, And I went to a very prominent school. I worked with world-renowned chefs um, like Emeril Lagasse, Tyler Florence. They would come in and do classes. We had the chance to work the Super Bowl and all these awesome festivals. I mean, I was in Miami, Florida, so the world just seemed bigger than I could handle at that point of my life. I was 18, 3,000 miles away from home. But my whole 20s were wasted because I had no freaking money because people would never pay me. And I was working six, seven days a week, working doubles on the weekends. And when I got to my 30s and I had my son, I did a lot of job hopping. I got laid off a few times. And same thing, just never having money and being absolutely miserable, never getting paid what you're deserved. So I was laid off and I decided enough is enough. I'm going to start my own business. I worked at a uh, tanning studio when I went to school and I knew it was something that I was good at, that I liked doing. I like being tan and it would be a quick startup for me. And when all of those things aligned to my personal happiness, my happiness in the work that I do, it's the possibilities are endless and you stop giving a crap about what people think that you should and you shouldn't do. Right. And, um, I started, and I think you may have told me one time too, cause I was working on a project for someone and I wasn't getting paid for it. And I, you told me, why are you not getting paid? Like that's the first thing you should be asking. And I put that into perspective, like, I am good at these things. I do photography on the side. Um, I'm doing these history tours because I put in all this time doing research. Why shouldn't I get paid for that stuff? So the multi-passionate life, um, if there's things you're good at, there's no reason that you shouldn't be doing them and getting paid to do them.
0: Yeah. I, I completely agree with that. And I think that's exactly what it means to, to redefine your success or right? to define it in your own terms instead of how somebody else would define it or how the outside world defines it. Yeah. So basically, I don't remember exactly how you said it, but you said something this morning in a text message to me that really stood out to me. And it was about redefining the way you see rich. And you were saying yeah. something about how You define it as having freedom, being able to do what you want to do. And so, could you talk more about that? Because that to me was so amazing.
1: Yeah, for sure. Well, let's just start off by saying we had a text exchange this morning that led to a podcast we're doing now. Um, And that's cool. And that's important when you have a multi passionate lifestyle. Um, You know, you can't just call someone and say, let's do a podcast today that's going to change people's lives. Um, people have to have it planned weeks in advance and, um, you just have to jump at things like I'll get a, uh, an idea or something. And the next day I'm emailing who I have to, and, you know, seeing who's interested or seeing how much of it I could do myself and I'll make a post about it. And, like, people will talk shit, like, oh, well, you can't do this and this. If you're a spray tan artist, like, people are going to get confused. Um, But I don't care because it keeps opening doors for me. And I have the time to do that because I'm able to, you know, ration my own time. And I think that is part of being successful. That is part of being rich, is doing with your time what you want to do with it I'm not stuck at a job 60 hours a week now I can make that same money on my own in 10 hours and still have all that extra time to do these different things and to spend time with my family and you know that is rich for some people Uh, in terms of spray tanning rich could be spray tanning someone famous. That is a goal of a lot of people. And that's a great goal. But what's going to happen when you get there? And a lot of those jobs are messy. You're waiting hours for them to show up. Like, um, Even celebs, some of them don't always pay. And a lot of them, they don't treat people very well. Um, So it's all... Like what your definition of success and riches. And when you work for yourself, you have so much room to determine what you want that to be.
0: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I actually love how you were saying that we were talking about this in a text this morning and we literally just decided to do this podcast episode. Um, And I agree because so many people who aren't multi-passionate, who don't understand that, they, they do have to plan things in advance. They do have to have things figured out ahead of time. And it's like, when you're multi-passionate, you fly by the seat of your pants a lot of times. You kind of just do what you feel called to do when you feel called to do it. And that's a part of it. Like, it's part of being that multi-passionate person who just goes for what they want and, and doesn't care what anyone thinks about it.
1: Right. And there's so many opportunities you can lose out on if you are just always like waiting for the right moment. There's never going to be a right moment that doesn't exist. Um, and when that right moment does happen, let's say everything aligned perfectly. Um, shit, isn't going to go how you think it's going to go. And you have to be prepared for those, um, hurdles and, I feel when you live at the edge of your seat like that, you can handle those hurdles that come at you a little bit better than when everything is so structured and set to stone.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I feel like multi passionate people are really good at winging it and at kind of like adapting to whatever is going on and like shifting and pivoting in the moment, which is a really important life skill, I feel like.
1: Absolutely. Especially now. I mean, obviously, COVID and everything, like, hit the world as a whole and everything is different now and you have to be able to adapt. And I feel that's where people get, um, and I say people and it's not really, you know, I know what some people think. I guess I'll say that. And, um, like the other day someone made a comment. Um, I don't understand why people don't get what you're doing. And I'm like, what do you mean you don't get what I'm doing? And I am a spray tan artist who offers yoga classes because I have a studio space. Like that's what I have as a studio, um, and I brought the CBD product in because they do have CBD products for spray tan artists, and I realized in research that they're not reputable. They're not good products, so I was already working with a company. I learned so much from them. I still learn so much from them, but we were able to create a product because I said, listen, I want to offer this for real, but there's nothing legitimate out there. So we created this and in return, it created this whole other opportunity because now I'm like the face of cannabis for spray tan artists. I get a little risky. I do post videos and such of me smoking online, which you know that's a whole nother topic. Yeah. Um, but that's also a good example of not listening to what other people say because it is legal now. And it is something that in a few years states that are just making it legal are gonna see it's not gonna be a big deal in a few years. People are making a big deal um This industry is really going to change a lot of people's lives. It's going to create a lot of jobs. um, And there's going to be a lot less pissed off people in the world because they're going to be smoking weed. (laughs) (laughs) But it's important that I do what I do because it makes others comfortable. I can't tell you how many people over the age of 55 reach out to me because I am open, but I still present myself as a professional business. I have a cool setup in here. I've got the retro vibe going on. But they feel that they can trust me. So I have a huge client base that is, um, like I said, 55 plus, And I didn't have that before. And that's extra income coming in every month that I pretty much don't even need to do. I make a, a social media post about it, and then that's it. Right. But someone did tell me one time that like the yoga and stuff is confusing and i listened to them i tried creating another account i was running too many social media accounts and this is all on top of being a mom 24/7 i am home with my son pretty much all day every day out of the week except for 10 hours that he goes to preschool so i struggle with my time and finding alone time and it's so hard doing all of this when you have a little one pulling at your shirt every two seconds, so it was too much to run that second account and Now that winter time is coming up, I want to focus more on my yoga classes. But because I listened to that person's criticism, um, at the time, I took it as constructive criticism, and looking back, it wasn't constructive at all because they didn't know what my business is and how well my business does intertwining the yoga and the spray tans because a lot of those yoga clients want to be tan their yoga teachers themselves they're all over the united states they're not just in rochester um so listening to that and not listening to myself hurt my business and now i'm having to rebuild that clientele all over again um So, you can't listen to people. And if shit is working for you, who cares what other
0: people think? People are,
1: there's always going to be haters. Yeah. I mean, especially multi passionate like industry. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I always say, like, when people say stuff like that, it's just their limitations, not yours. You know, like they're just saying the things that, that they feel limited by in their own life or their own business because. They're seeing you do something that's outside of the box and different than what other people do. And because they don't feel like they can do that same thing, they feel like they have to knock you down somehow or they have to hate on you somehow because that is going to make them feel better about the fact that they're not willing to go out there with all their passions.
1: See, I love that. The limitations thing that you just said, that is Mm -hmm. dead accurate, needs to be a shirt. It
0: needs to be a shirt.
1: (laughs) Because it's true because and a lot of people will say like, Oh, I love that you're doing this. I wish I could do this. And I'm well, why can't you? What is holding you back? You yourself, you're holding you back. Yep. Nothing else is, nobody else's. Um and God, I look at how much like people are getting paid at jobs now and to still hear people complaining when they're getting paid twenty-three dollars an hour, like I went to A university that was $40,000 a year. And I had scholarships, um, which were like nothing compared to that. But still, after 15 years of experience, I'm 30 years old and not getting paid more than $13 an hour in a kitchen. What is wrong with that? I got offered to cook um, a cooking job at CMAC, which is a big venue around here. I got offered to run a food truck for the Canandaigua Culinary Arts Center. The most money I was going to get is $15 an hour. And how much of your life are you working at one of those jobs? That's an all-day thing. Yep. Um, yeah. And that's insane. And now people are getting – starting off at 20 something dollars an hour. And, I mean, I've, a lot of things have happened. Prices are going up, but – to think of how much people work and it's not even enough to like live your life should be all more reason to go off and do your own thing.
0: Yeah, like at least to have a side hustle of some kind.
1: For sure. There's no reason you shouldn't have a side hustle. And um, as I said before, I'm doing these history tours. Um, basically, my house is haunted and I started researching all this History. I live in the uh, village where I grew up, and the village is from the 1800s. That's when the pioneers came here. So I started doing these history tours. The other day, I had the day off. I wasn't doing anything. I sold $350 worth of tickets. I didn't even do a post that day. And that's just, you know a couple years of research that I've already done and I just decided, you know, I should get paid for this. I did all this work and people love it. They're so interested. I got a gig um doing a little history thing for the Girl Scouts. I'm going to be doing something at the library. Like that's so insane to me. It still blows my mind. <laughs> that's so cool um, though. But I did all that work, so why not use that and get paid for it? Um, yeah. and when you're multi-passionate and you're an entrepreneur, those things go hand in hand. And I made a post the other day. Cause like I said, someone said something to me and it kind of like clicked, but when people question, you need to use that. I use that, um, as a fire to put under myself. Yeah. Um, and it also is something that makes me reevaluate what I'm doing but reevaluate in a positive way because it's like, okay, well, this person says this and this, but you know, they don't see how much money I'm making doing this and how much money I'm making, not having to even be somewhere. Um, And I put in all the work for this product, uh, my CBD product, and I still have a lot of work to put into it, but it's already in 15 States. We've got it in two countries and I released this shit in August.
0: Wow. Like
1: tell me I'm doing something wrong. (laughs) I mean, (laughs) really? (laughs) Because I'm not, but that's the thing is people don't understand. It's every, there's still a lot of people that are very cookie cutter. Like things have to be this way. You have to run your social media this way and blah, blah, blah. Guess what? I roughly get about between like 20 and 40 likes per picture on my business page. Um, if you're a social media guru, you're probably thinking that's, that ain't shit. But those are all organic likes and people don't see how many people are blowing up my inbox. Like my inbox is blowing up all day, every day on multiple accounts that I have open. And, um, that's a job in itself that I, you know, it's people looking for products. It's people looking for spray tans. It's people wanting to do the history tours. It's people wanting additional training with me. And not a lot of people like people's stuff on like, even if they look at it, they're just scrolling through, you know, and those people that are getting 500 likes per photos, how many of those people are actually going to be buying your business? You're basically just buying your likes there. It's not going to actually profit your business.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think it's measuring the wrong thing, you know, like. Looking at the wrong metrics for what cons- what is considered successful or what is considered um, you know like something that's actually going to get you somewhere.
1: And it's discouraging to people. There's a a lot of salon owners that I work with, and they'll say, you know, no one even looks at my page. See, that's the thing is, people are looking at your page, especially if you're constantly keeping up with it. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I post a lot. And I know it's a lot, but I also do a lot. <laughs> so, yeah. and if you look at accounts like E News or ABC News, there's a lot going on. They're constantly keeping up with things. So I kind of look at it like that. If I have some openings that I can have filled, I'm going to make a post about it. A client sends me a good picture, I'm going to use that today. Like I don't, I don't follow the rules on social media, but I think that's for sure like a big one. But it's not to say, you know, you don't, let's say you have 20,000, um, things like you told me before we just talked, um, we'll tell your story, tell your story about TikTok.
0: Oh yeah. So I was saying before we started this, that I had a coach last year that told me I'm not going to grow a following on TikTok and now I have 11,000 plus followers on there and growing. So yeah, um. (laughs) that's her limitations, not mine. She wasn't going to (laughs) grow following on TikTok. I am. Um, And again, it's really just about knowing yourself, knowing what you're good at, knowing what you like and enjoy doing and the best way that you can put yourself out there. Like I'm not really good at taking photos as much. I don't really take that many photos in general. I'm more of a video person. I'm more of a writer. So like for me, my best thing to do for talking about what I do and, and helping people and And making an impact is like making videos. And like TikTok has been a great way for that because one of my gifts is being articulate. So I can be very concise and I can explain something in a short period of time and you can really get it and then actually use it in your own life, which I think is why my TikTok has been so popular because it's very useful. And people have commented all the time and said that, like, you know, your TikTok videos are short, but like, they're so valuable, they're so useful. There's so much in there that I can use. And, and that's always my goal, obviously, with everything that I do is that it's valuable for my people, whoever it is that's following it or reading it or watching it.
1: And you always have, like, you always are going to have your group of people. And it's like, you know, um, a risk I had to take, how many people am I going to lose because I'm going to be open about cannabis use? And you know, there's a moment where you just have to take that risk and that risk is usually going to be more beneficial than it does hurt you. Right. Um, and I see, and I don't want sh- anyone to think that, um, I don't think it's an accomplishment because I think that's absolutely awesome that you have that many followers on TikTok, but, At the end of the day, I still don't think that how many likes and stuff is going to measure like how successful some people are. And so it's important, especially when people are like first starting off in a business to not focus on that. Focus on your content, focus on like your brand. Um, There's a lot of people I know that don't have websites. And I think that's wild to have like a spray tanning studio and not have a website um, one that frees up so much time for you. Right. Um, you have somewhere where people can go and get all the information they need and people want information. They want it to be accessible. They want it to be accessed at all times of the day. Um, So I feel like you're really hurting yourself no matter what you're doing, if you don't have a website. So I focus more on my website and like updating my Google, my uh, Google business page versus, you know, getting too stuck on the whole social media thing. I mean, I post all day long and I love TikTok.
0: (laughs) I love TikTok.
1: I love TikTok. TikTok. And I can't wait for like Facebook to burn. I mean, it's burning right now, but.
0: (laughs) Uh, I mean, I have a love hate with Facebook, but I do write a lot. So it it helps to have Facebook because Instagram captions are so short, like they're cut off at a certain length and Facebook lets me write a lot more. But the thing for me that I think is most important, especially being multi-passionate and having a lot of different projects and like things going on is that you have, like you said, your website, you have your home base that you own. Because at the end of the day, if Facebook burns, if Instagram shuts down, if TikTok stops working, like you lose everything unless you have somewhere else that you've been putting it. And so for me, it's like one of my things for, I have a virtual assistant and one of her main jobs is that when I write a post on Facebook that has the um, like caps, all caps headline, that's how she knows that it's a blog post. She puts it on my actual blog, on my website. And so that content is still there and still helping me rank in Google and still something people can look at later, especially because Facebook, it's going to get buried at some point.
1: I like that. I like that a lot. I actually, I'm going to be putting a blog on my website. Um, I think I'm going to get one going for yoga and one going for the history and the weird like shit. Um, because a lot of people are inviting me to their houses to investigate their, (laughs) their stuff. Dude, it's so crazy. And whoever's listening, this is an idea I had a couple months ago. Um, I made a few posts online about it. I, and the good thing about Facebook, like I joined our community Facebook page and that's where I'm getting like all these clients booking for the, the tours. Um, and I don't know. It's just, like I said, a, an idea I had a couple months ago and, and look at it. It's been like an insane amount of income every week. And it's something I like doing. They're nerve wracking. I feel like I'm going to throw up just thinking about <laughs> doing one. I, I mean, it's. But you, you do learned, it. You I push do through. It. <laughs> and I, you, I have learned so much, but once you get in front of like all those people, it's. It's just, it goes in one ear and out the other, and then you're you're hard on yourself. You're like, well, frick, I forgot to tell this thing, and oh my god, I forgot this thing, and I did it out of order, but at the end, everyone's so excited and telling you how fantastic and fascinating, and they learned so much, um, so you can't be hard on yourself. Right. You're, yeah. You're gonna, though, but that stage fright, I don't like it. It's messed up. <laughs>
0: Hey, I still to this day get nervous getting on a live stream. Like I did a live stream this morning and I was like, I was very nervous, but I was like, I could do this. I've done it a million times, but I don't think the nerves ever go away for certain things. Like you just learn to uh, harness and channel that energy, you know? And like, I think that also helps the passion come through more because you, you kind of like use those nerves for good.
1: Yeah. Your heart is race. It almost makes you focus.
0: Yeah. Like you just kind of, you can get the message out a lot easier.
1: Um, and you know, kind of like staying true to yourself, that is a huge part of being a entrepreneur and multifaceted. And, um, there's a, is there anything that you wish that you did differently? Like, um, oh what is an example? I guess an example is when I started, I had, I was called Shade by H-Ray. H-Ray is a nickname and a rap name of mine. Yes, I'm a rapper. (laughs) Um, So I should wrap the intro to this, but anyway, um, so my business name was Shade by H-Ray and you no know, spray tanning. Everyone is very like bougie now. Um, especially social media, that sexy sleek look and shade is the opposite of that. Like it is a very unique retro. I got vinyls all over the salon. Um, my walls are purple <laughs> and Miami vice, like blue green. Nice. Um, but I started freaking out and I questioned myself and I was going to change my name to shade sunless beauty. And I was doing the whole like bougie thing. And I'm like, that's not me. Um, so I brought the H Ray back and my, I think my big thing too was people don't know how to pronounce it. Um, but there's big brands that I'm sure lots of people don't know how to pronounce and it was like the people that want to invest in your business will take the time to learn it. Yeah. And that's not gonna go with just the name, but with everything that you do. Um, which ties back into, you know, don't worry about how much stuff you're doing. If you're having fun and making money, then you're doing the right thing. Um yeah. and don't let anyone make you question that shit. And Seriously. you know, just but it's always it's okay to step back and reevaluate. And, uh, you know, there's things that are going to be your main source of income and things that are going to be on the back burner. Um, and it's okay if down the road, those switch roles, um, like the CBD, that's a back burner thing right now, but I, I think that's going to be back burner for a long time. Um, but there may be a point where it switches roles and I start traveling and talking at conventions. I've already been invited to talk to a couple local conventions and do some beauty classes. So I do think the CBD thing is going to kick off, especially when things are uh, more clear legally and people aren't so scared. Um, But it's, it's very, important to stay authentic and not question yourself. So what is what is yeah. the thing that
0: you would have changed or done differently? Yeah. Well, that's a really good question. And I was actually going to say when you were talking about people couldn't pronounce the name of your store, I was like, you know how many years it took me to figure out that Givenchy was Givenchy? I was calling it Gavinci for like half my life. So <laughs> it's like there are brands that people can't pronounce the names, <laughs> of, you know, so like it's okay if they can't. And to the person who said to you that people would be confused by you doing so many things, which I've heard as well in, in my business, is that your customers are never confused. Who's confused are the people who are judging you, right? Who think that like they're better because they're doing one thing and you're doing multiple things, like, and it's fine if you want to do one thing go for it. If that's your thing and you're not into doing multiple things, but like, don't shame somebody for being all of who they are, you know, because I think that you are, I mean, you used to say that I inspired you, but I feel like now it's like completely the opposite because you inspire me all the time. And so I would say early on in my business, the thing that I would have done looking back, the thing I would have done differently is to own all of who I am sooner because I didn't do that in the beginning. It was like I was afraid to be too many things, to confuse people. I was afraid to – and also I used to get a lot of emails with people saying, you need to stop trying to talk about all the things because when I was – back when I was still doing book coaching and helping people write books and like editing, which I'm not doing anymore, um, I used to talk about marketing and I used to talk about social media and how to get your book out there and how to promote yourself. And people would email me and tell me, you need to stop talking about this stuff because – you can't keep talking about all these things. You can't be an expert in all these things. And I'm like, actually I can be because I live this, right? Like I'm never ever teaching or sharing or talking about anything that I'm not doing myself, right? Like I live my business, no matter what I'm doing, whether I'm coaching people on books or whether I'm doing what I do now, which is mostly mindset coaching and helping people with manifestation and writing more of my own books, which has been a thing that kind of got shelved for a while when I was doing so much helping other people with their books, you know? So it's like now I would just own who I am a lot sooner, you know, and I would own all of the things I want to be doing and not let that be a barrier because I thought it was unprofessional or people wouldn't understand or get it.
1: Yeah. And it's not just owning. um, It's like owning yourself as a whole. And that goes back to that domino effect, personal life, work life, um, and getting paid for it. Like there's tons of work you've probably done for people over the years or put your own work on the back burner to, like you said, help others. And I think, uh, so we were talking earlier about what to call this episode. And I think you just said it right there. And these are important words to live by people, but own all of yourself sooner right there. That That is absolutely key. And it's crazy to me to think that, you know, when I was in my twenties, I wanted kids at some point and stuff like that. I wanted to, I think when I was younger, I wanted to be like the young mom. Cause that's what we were taught. So happy that it didn't happen until my thirties, but your twenties you're still trying to figure shit out. Yeah. And I wish more people told me when I was that age that those expectations that we were, you know, suffocated with the 401k, the nine to five job, yep. um, uh,
0: that stability getting married, having a family, buying a house. Right. Oh, no, th- those are the things that suffocated me. Excuse me. <laughs> Not the kids. I didn't have any kids yet, but buying a house, getting married. No, I, I-, I was definitely, uh, I definitely wish I would have waited longer for all of those things.
1: Dude. Same. Uh, you know, actually no, because I learned a lot and well, yeah, a lot right. of True. the experiences that I went through in my twenties led to who I am today. And you know, it goes back to that when you care about only your happiness and you're like, you know, it got to a point where I was done with people's shit, especially guys and letting them make you feel like a piece of shit. And I decided like not not let that in my life anymore. And when you stop giving an F and you are like, I don't need a man to make me happy. Um, I don't need this person, this person. I just need me. Yep. Then everything, like my husband, I didn't even know relationships like existed like my husband and I. We never fight. Like we bicker all the time. He drives me nuts. <laughs> but um, like we never fight. Um, we... And, and he helps me and he backs me up with everything. And I wouldn't have shade if it wasn't for my son and my husband. And I wouldn't have them if my past experiences didn't happen. So, you know, your twenties, I think is such a learning experience and Mm the thirties and up get better and better. And when we're younger, we're, we kind of like fear getting older, like 30 was so old and now I'm 33
0: um, and I'm 38, and,
1: <laughs> and I and you're looking younger and younger. Yep,
0: yeah, but because I think happiness makes a huge difference.
1: Dude, it's such huge a difference. huge difference. We definitely. Um, well, I was like way too skinny in my 20s, um, <laughs> but definitely aging backwards. You look fantastic. Like every time I see you, I'm like, you look younger and younger. It's crazy. Reverse aging for the win. (laughs) But you know, we got that after we found that inner fire of how much we love, have to love ourselves in order to have a good life. And you can't dwell on shitty things. Like you need to learn from shitty experiences. You and tragedies happen. Like I know so many people that get stuck on like tragedies and stuff. And like, that's such a bummer too, because, you know, you're keeping yourself from living your life by, um, you know, obsessing over these things. And there's, I feel also, um, like where we were growing up medicine and like prescription and stuff like that was such a huge thing. And now, um, there's exits for anxiety and stuff like that, like yoga and cannabis, um, that people can like turn to, but for so many years, these people have just been dependent on that kind of stuff and it kind of translate to, to life. Um, I know that's kind of like throwing it off there, so let me explain. <laughs> but I just went off of anxiety medicines and stuff. I've been on them since I was uh twenty and multiple a day, and when I stopped taking them, it's been a long road. I'm still adjusting, but you forget like how much life you lose out on um and how things like yoga and stuff can help you versus you know just masking your pain and not doing anything about it. But it's kind of how – I mean, you have to deal with that stuff.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think it's – for me, like when I was still married, and obviously I'm not anymore, um, but when I was, toward the end of it, probably the last six to eight months of the marriage, I just had completely made the decision to focus on me and to start feeling good in myself and not worry about anything else. And when I did that, I literally manifested myself out of that situation and into a whole new life and became the happiest I'd ever been ever. And it just got better from there and didn't necessarily look how I expected it to. Like, I definitely didn't expect to be divorced at 35, living in my dad's basement temporarily and like, having that as my life, but I was the happiest I'd ever been, ever. And I just realized, like, it's only going to get better from here. And of course it has. And, like, now I have this business that I absolutely adore and love, and I just get to do my passion every single day, and I have an amazing relationship and boyfriend and, like, the best that I've ever had. And I know none of that could have happened. One, if I didn't have all the things that I experienced in my earlier years, but then also if I didn't make the decision to just make myself happy and to not worry about Anybody else, including the person I was married to?
1: Yeah, dude, it all falls together, and I'd have to say another thing that I highly suggest for people. Um, everyone thinks it's so it costs so much money to start your own business, and it doesn't. Um, and one thing I like what I did with shade is that i I have like the furniture and everything set up so I can move things around. I gave myself an arena. I use the word arena because of you. Um, (laughs) I like that word. I I created my arena here and I gave myself that platform to be able to do all these different things. And it's not that much money. I traded in my car payments for a business. Um, You know, once in a while, my mom will make a comment or someone will say, well, don't you want a car? And I'm like, no. No my car payments were $500 a month. My insurance was $250. That's almost a grand. You know how much shit I could buy with that? So instead I bought a business, not even a block from my house. I walk down all the time and um, it's still hundreds of dollars
0: less than what I was paying to have a car payment every month. Yeah, and you still have a vehicle. It's just not one you have to make payments on every month.
1: Yeah, my husband, um, we share a vehicle now. And I honestly, I barely use, I barely leave town. It's insane. <laughs> um, but my business is right here. My son's preschool is right next door. My kickboxing class is next door. Like I never really need town or leave town. Um, and if we go somewhere, we usually go together. But people like kind of look at you like you're not doing okay if you don't have a car. And that's crazy to me.
0: (laughs) Like, yeah, that is, it's crazy because, and actually this is something that you said in our text message earlier, which I wanted to talk about here. So maybe this is the perfect time is like when you make decisions like that, right? When you make the decision to give up a big ass car payment and high expensive insurance to put money into a business that you love and you wanna be doing, or when you do things like what I did, quit my corporate day job where I was making $75,000 a year and go to do my own thing and start making less money at that time, but it started to grow from there. Um, but like you just make decisions to change your life in ways that make you happier and that make you feel freer and that make you feel more fulfilled. And that gives other people permission to do the same thing, right? Cause they see you do it and you become the example. And I said in our text message earlier, we came here to lead the way to go first and to show people what's possible. And I feel like you're doing that. I'm doing that. And people are benefiting by seeing us do that, including your kids, my family my friends your like all of it you know the people who follow us online everybody yeah dude i can't tell
1: you how many times i get at least like once or twice a month someone will reach out to me and say hey like you know i've been at this job for so long i've been so miserable and i finally had enough and i fucking quit and and they're leaving these huge ass jobs to go do something that's you know, a 18 year old can go do, and they're still making good money and they're happy. Yep. And, um, their families don't understand why they would do something like that. They act like these people are having midlife crises and it's like, no, the only crisis is that you would want me to remain in a situation where I'm freaking miserable all day, every right.
0: day. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. It's like, it's so mind-blowing to me, the things that people are willing to put up with because they think they're supposed to or that they should because it's not proper to not have a proper job or a proper car payment or a proper house that you have a mortgage on. Like all the things that we've been taught over the course of our life that we have to have to be successful, to to live a good life. It's all bullshit. yep
1: And you know, there's people that there's people that make the path and there's people that pave their own path and you know, it's not, and it's not always easy when you have a job, you're working 24 seven, your mind does not turn off. I mean, we all know my mind doesn't turn off because I have like 1500 fucking business adventures going on. Right. (laughs) But your mind doesn't turn off, which is another thing. Like you always have to make sure you have, you get your alone time in, um, you can't run something overworked all the time. Yeah. But um, where was I going with that?
0: I don't know. But it's a good Maybe. thing to say, though, about getting alone <laughs> time. Because I think for me, like, first of all, I can't operate without alone time. I literally go insane. But then also, like, it's in those moments when you get to be by yourself where you get clarity on stuff like this, right? When you realize that I'm not happy. I don't like what I'm doing. I don't want to spend like if this is my life, kill me now <laughs> because I can't do this anymore, you know? I worked
1: um so I worked at Panera for a long time. I loved working at Panera. I was a catering manager and I made really good money. And it's insane because I would deliver to a lot of hospitals, a lot of schools. Um, and these people, people I knew would even be like, look at me. Like I was a peasant. Like I wasn't good enough because I was a caterer for Panera. Oh yeah. I was, I was getting freaking high all day eating as many sandwiches as I want. And, um, I was genuinely happy and making good money, like really good money. And, but that always, that's like the same thing. Like people that that blew my mind. Cause, and most of these people were miserable, absolutely miserable. Oh, yeah. Um, and that's like another reason why I kind of got out of the food business because I feel it, you're, it's good if you have your own place, but then again, you're working 24 seven and yeah, that's what I was going back to is, um, when it's not easy running your own business, it is a 24 seven job. It is uncomfortable having to, um, track clients down. I think another one is, you know, when people question your prices mm-hmm. Dude, to, ah, uh, that's like the worst. Stop questioning people on their prices. You either can afford it or you can't. <laughs>
0: it's not even that you can afford it. It's you're choosing to spend the money or you're not right. You know, because um, people will always find the money for whatever they desire to have, you know, there's always a way. And if someone wants it bad enough, they're gonna find the money for it.
1: Dude, there's celebrities that pay for the same service that I give hundreds of dollars. There's like legit people will pay five hundred dollars for a spray tan. And Uh, people will be like, well can You give me a special and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, no, I can't. If I, if I, you know, if a special was in the cards, that would be up there. But, um, that goes back to getting like owning yourself and getting paid what you're deserved. And that was a huge mistake I made. My first year of business was giving people free stuff all the time, um, or giving discounts. And I actually was on a I want to call with Jimmy Coco. So he spray tans like Kylie Jenner. um, And I was on a call with them and he told me one day because I was like, you know, I do want to hit the higher profile clientele because that's what I worked with in Miami. So that is something that I do miss working with here. And I do kind of um, hope to branch out to Buffalo soon, the next city over and start working with like the football players and getting to do – because those experiences are fun. It's not more so to say like I did this famous person. It's more to say, oh, I got to do a spray tan at Ralph Wilson Stadium. It's not called that anymore, but you
0: get the idea. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. No, it's true. um, And people are – people – the other thing being – and I think this is also common with like small businesses, with online businesses, is that people – want to question your prices. They want to give you attitude about your prices, but people don't do that to Amazon. They don't, they don't call up Amazon until Amazon they're charging too much for stuff. Like they don't do that to Apple. You don't go to Apple and be like, I'm sorry, your computers are way too expensive. Like give me a discount. Like you would never do that, but they don't look at what we do as a legit business sometimes, especially if you like are like me, you're an online business and it, it's ridiculous. So I think it's just a matter of like you're saying, stand your ground, know what you're worth and that's it, right? There are always going to be clients out there. There are always going to be people. And if it's not this one, it's the next one, right? Like it's always this or something better.
1: Well, Jimmy Coco told me, and I'll always remember this on that call was to basically raise your prices of what you want your clientele to be. And I did it. I worked out, you know, it costs this much to ship. Um, and I, I, I found some really quality products. I did a lot of shopping because if I was going to put my name on this business, I wanted it to be the best that it could be. Yeah. So, for example, the solution that I was getting, I used to pay for the ounces that I get, for example, $25 per bottle. Now I'm paying $120, it cost me to get one bottle of this stuff. So then you add in my place. And all the other materials I need and stuff. Plus, then you got to pay me for doing this. And people will, will look at me like $40 is the end of the world. But then they're walking in with their $200 hair treatment and then their Gucci purses. Like, you, people can pay. And people will pay. And Jimmy doing that changed my business because all those discounts and stuff. And I never see those people I gave discounts to because they don't want to invest in it. And it's just like doing whatever that you want to do with your business and adding whatever services you think go with your business. You can make it happen and you can't worry about other people.
0: Yeah. And you can charge whatever you want to charge. I, I personally know a coach. I mean, I don't know her in person, but I know her as in I've been involved in a lot of things that she's done She charges $333,000 a year in her private coaching. That's not a typo. That is not a typo. That is for real. And people pay it like crazy. She has a waiting list for clients. Okay. So there are people willing to pay anything for something that they desire to have. So it's about knowing what your value is, knowing what your worth is, and then owning that shit and not letting anybody tell you any different. That's insane. Right? It's mind-blowing. But to me, it's inspiring. It's like, yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah, good for her. Right? Like, hell yeah, dude. Like, you know what you're worth. And that's it. And you just have to own it. And I used to always be afraid of that too. Like, oh, I don't want people to be upset by what I charge and I should just charge less. And I stopped doing that this year because I was like, you know what? This is what it's worth to me. And if no one wants to sign up at that price, that's fine. I'll just keep going and I'll just keep keep working it, you know, but I'm not going any less than this because this is what it's worth to me.
1: And those big companies that are successful and branch off and turn into franchises and whatever, that's how, yes, that's how they get started. They don't get started by giving everybody discounts anymore.
0: Right. Exactly. It's, it's,
1: It's so important. Um, oh man, it is, it's a, it's a lot of work. It's a lot of work, but it's freaking worth it. It's worth
0: everything, worth everything. So this has been an amazing conversation and we've definitely talked quite a bit. So um, I would just love to wrap up now by letting you just share if you wanna tell people where they can find you online, what your handles are, your website and all of that so that they can check you out if they want to and they can follow you.
1: Yeah, so my handle for everything is uh, shade by tray. Um, I'll spell that for you. It's shade by H R A E. Um, and my website, shade by Pretty easy there.
0: Yeah. We'll and, put all the links in the show notes for this podcast episode as well. So people could just click on it from there.
1: Yeah. I'm just living it up over here. I would love to have some follows and meet new people. And I just wish everyone to follow their dreams and be happy and fuck the
0: haters, man. Yeah. Fuck the haters. (laughs) Oh, this was amazing. All right, guys, that is it for this week's episode. Thank you so much for joining us. And until next time, remember feeling good is the point and the path. Thanks for listening to the and life podcast. My mission is to raise the vibe of the planet and make it normal for people to have it all and feel good in the process. If you enjoyed this episode, I would love for you to leave a positive review and share the link with your friends so they can listen too. For more from me, be sure to visit my website, jenniferblanchard.net, and join my free Facebook group, The Feel Good Life Club.